Bleacher Creatures podcast. Bleacher Creature. 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 Bleacher Creature himself. And we're live for another brand new edition of the Bleacher Creatures podcast brought to you by Jones and for Sports and NomadStreetTeam.com. Uh, once again with me on the line is the one and only John. And probably riding the highs of having a home run derby winning first baseman. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I know your attitude toward the Mets right now is I don't give a fuck because there's no hope. It's like it's almost like the Knicks. It's it's almost like a lost cause. I actually have more hope with the Knicks than I do the Mets. Well, that says just about everything right there. Um, the Knicks don't have any bad contracts. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But in terms of baseball, we're not going to do the usual where we give, you know, where we block aside time to rant or bitch about our respective teams because there's no need for that. Um, what we do have in three weeks' time is the trade deadline. And well, yes, that's also true. That can't be ignored. But in the realm of baseball, we have the trade deadline. And the yep. the oil and water period that I had been mentioning over the past couple episodes has now come and gone. Um, your Mets are in an interesting position where selling certain pieces makes a lot of sense, but buying some possible players at the right situation makes sense. They're in like a weird lose now, win later scenario. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is what they can do with Wheeler and Syndergaard. Wheeler's gone. Wheeler's gone. Syndergaard? You want to lose now, win later? You probably trade Thor. I, I I would trade him for the right. I'm not going to just give him away. Obviously not. No, no, no. He's no. Well, with the what does he have? Two years left on his deal. Yeah, I think that I definitely put out a bidding war out there between whoever would want him, the Red Sox. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. The Red Sox, the Brewers, the Yankees, uh, possibly the Twins. Yep, you read my mind. Whoever gave. Whoever gave me the best package of prospects that I could play this year yeah. and next year gets it. I don't care if it is. Yeah. And I don't think it would be the Yankees or the Red Sox, actually. No, I think that I think the team <laughs> that would be best suited for Syndergaard, if it's not the Yankees just because of the, the you know acclimation to New York, would be Minnesota just because if I look at that team and I look at their numbers are good. They're a top 10 team in team ERA and, you know, the key pitching statistics and metrics. But what I yes. what I want to see from them is Jose Barrios is an all-star. He's a legitimate stud. Yep. Do you, going into the back half of the season and potentially, let's just say, the ALDS, do you have faith that Jake Odorizzi – and Kyle Gibson can successfully no. correct. There's no. But if they were by three and four, I'd love that. Right, but exactly, you're missing a legit two. 
In that rotation, yeah. if you plug Cindergard behind Barrios as the bridge to Gibson and Odorizzi, now you're cooking with gas. Literally gas. I agree. That, to me, makes all the sense in the world. But, it, and if the Mets get back some bats, they could be looking like the baby Braves soon enough right. from an offensive standpoint. And we know the Twins also have not the best farm system in the world, but they have enough talent on the home front where you could reasonably see a deal being made that could actually help both teams. What about the Astros? I don't see the Astros. I could see them maybe making the deal for Syndergaard just on the assumption that they could possibly lose Garrett Cole. Right. In, in they the could possibly lose Garrett Cole. Also, if they don't get a bum gardener, which they're interested in. Yeah, Syndergaard, I think, would be their 1B. I, sure. Um, but they have the deepest farm system with players that they can't even use if they wanted to that should be used. I think the only system right now that Houston is not deeper than is San Diego, which is insane still because they've made trades for Cole and Verlander and they still have a top three system. Yeah, I mean, they brought up Jordan Alvarez, who's, I mean, this kid's a monster. Yeah. And, and because he's raking, that kid Kyle Tucker yep. can't even play a game. And he should be starting right now. And in most MLB orders, he'd be a two or a five hitter stealing bases. Mm-hmm. No, the, That's just insane to me. No, the organizational depth there. We've, we've talked about the Astros before on this show. But, like, this is the time of year when this is – the Astros this time of the year do what I commonly refer to as whip their dick out in terms of the organizational depth going all the way down the ladder. It's insane. I agree. It's insane. And all that, and the, and the core they already have at the major league level can never seem to stay healthy at the same time. But when they are, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they're all under twenty five. It seems like, and they're all MVP caliber players. Yeah, uh, they're st- they're the best team in baseball right now mm-hmm. because I I really like their bullpen to be honest with you. Yeah, I it is so much better than it has been in years past, Luke. When they have one, yes. Um. They have their big dog ace. Mm-hmm. They have a legitimate, a legit ace that's a 1B in Garrett Cole. Yep. Who has postseason stuff where he can throw gas and strike out a lot of guys with electric stuff. Yep. Um, who The fact that they lost Morton hurts. Yeah, that's killing that, them. If they had Morton, it would be no, there's nothing in my mind that would, you, you could not talk me into talking saying they're not World Series champions. Yeah. Um, who is their number three, Al? Do you know? Their number three. I why am I drawing a blank on this? Um, I'm looking it up. Give me a second. But in the meantime, um, in terms of the, in terms of the Mets, is there any deal that you either from a buy or sell standpoint that you would be? I guess you would you would deem acceptable or wise. I yeah, a legitimate hitting. My whole take on on building the Mets franchise right now is very simple. It would be, I want, I want. You know, it was a few years ago when we were talking about the baby Braves or the baby Bombers, right? When they didn't make the playoffs, but they had a face to their team, and it was okay because you you know. 
direction you're heading in. And I think with Alonzo and McNeil, you have a beginning of a face. You have you have like half a face. Get me get me another get me a legit stud hitter. Make this lineup the best lineup in in the National League. Or right now you gotta say the Brewers, the Braves, and the Dodgers in the National League. Yeah. Are the best lineups. I'm not going any order. We can go into that another day. But if the Mets get uh, I don't want Kyle Tucker because he's a lefty. We have too many lefty outfielders. Yeah. But if the Mets get, I know uh, I keep I can't pronounce his name. Hiara Hira. from the Brewers. Yeah. Hiara. I know he's a lefty, but this guy can break. Yep. If you get him, Neil Alonzo, those are. I mean, that could be your one, two, three, four, ten. The next ten years. Yeah. And. You already have your home run hitter. You have your Tony Gwynn esque, okay? Yeah. Uh, you get this kid. I, I, now, now you're really talking. Right. I like their offense pieces. I do. I want a legit bat. I have no issue trading for. Yeah. If next, if we, if we have no starting pitching next year, and a decent bullpen and the, one of the best offenses in the National League, I'll take it. Even if we don't make the playoffs, because then it's very simple as a GF. It is so simple what you do. You yeah. need to find pitching. That's it. You don't need to worry about anything else. Eliminate what you need to worry about. Yeah, the right. offense has been great this year, in my opinion. Make it make it one of the best. Yeah. You can in today's major league baseball, you can find a number two starter. You already have your dog in Degrom. Not too many people have that ace. You already have it. Right. Yeah. No. You. Um, that all make definitely it. makes sense. I, I would do that. And the thing that I love about Zach Wheeler is that the Red Sox and Yankees want him. I think they can get a big package back here. I really do. I don't care rental or not. Well, you, the guy you're praying for a bidding war. Guy, and, but it's gonna happen. No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the, the perfect spot. If you look at, if you look at his analytics, they're way better than his ERA. The guy strikes out plenty of hitters. He has that good stuff. He's pitched in the postseason. He's pitched in New York. He he. The guy is dominating stuff. If you if a team takes him at their number two B, or an Astros get him, or a, the Brewer, I mean that you can get a good amount of return. I also won't be opposed to dealing Syndergaard with uh, Wheeler to get a huge return. So here's a question for you, because you had mentioned the bidding war potentially between And Boston. let me tell you something else. Well, I think ahead. Zach Wheeler comes back and signs with the Mets. He could. He, he, he very no, easily he, could. He, he already said he would. Well, there you go. He but, already said it. So, so now, in my mind, the fact that he said he said that already makes me think that it is purely a rental. This is an Araldus Chapman situation. Right. To yeah. a lesser Right. Now... If let's say you get if, if you get your bidding war, and you have Boston and the, and the Yankees calling you about Wheeler or let's just say Wheeler, sure. I'm looking at my situation on the Yankee side of things and being like, well, I'm not giving you Clint Frazier because I'm not dealing him for a rental. I'm dealing him for Syndergaard. We'll start we'll start my package around him and possibly. You know, two to three other more guys on top of that. You have to. If I'm, tr- you got to remember because I'm dealing him to the Yankees, it's got to be more. 
Right, which is exa- I think I think in order to get I think if you get if there's nothing if you give me Andujar, I think you can get Wheeler. I'm not giving you Andujar for a rental. I think Andujar's value is diminished in Cashman's eyes. I well, that's only because of the 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 problem is we've never seen Gio Urshela hit ever. Who knows if he's going to hit again next year? You can't I'm bank on right it. now. I, I, I disagree. I think his defense, Luke, I've seen a couple of yeah, – I've only seen the five Yankee games in full this year. And every time I watch a game, this guy like is just making Chapman-esque plays. Oh, I know. He, that, I mean – I mean, it, he, it is incredible. I have no problem moving forward for the next, let's say, four to five years <laughs> if Gio Urshela is my third baseman who hits, let's say, 240 to 260. But God yeah. damn it. He makes no errors, and, and he'll, he's clutch. He's been clutch all year, right? But I'm saying if his if his hitting goes down to where you know back to normal for quote unquote for him, but the glove stays where it's at now, which is elite, then we're good. If he bats 250 with 18 home runs and 65 RBIs with his glove. Out of my eight, out, of, out of my eight well. hole, yes, a thousand percent, yeah. yes. Uh, I think I think that. If the Mets get back, if the Mets don't get back any starters for Wheeler, that's yeah. a fail. Yeah, I I'm looking at the top ten list for the Yankees. The highest I would go on your package or your on your deal for a Wheeler. It, you're not getting Albert Abreu. You're not getting Jonathan Luizaga. You're not getting Davey Garcia. The highest I would go is our number five. Which would be Clark Schmidt, or who is a pitcher, and then I don't want to. You don't want a pitcher. Nope. Then I, because you're not, you're definitely not getting Anthony Siegler. No shot. I'm telling you, I think the Yankees will overpay. No, Dude, I will. Over, they'll overpay the for Syndergaard. The Yankees can't allow the Red Sox to get win. Yeah, we can if we do better than them. Yes, I, I think that's really going to hurt you. If they take Zach Wheeler, good for them. Whoop de do. If I if they're calling you about Wheeler and I'm calling San Francisco to steal Will Will Smith from them, I win because I've already taken the player they need more than the guy that that they think we need. This is this is a mind game. That's all it is. I don't uh, I don't think Will Smith helps you out as much as you think. Your bullpen's deep enough. I mean, okay. it, I, know, I don't trust I me. Think. I know it is, but I know Will Smith not single handedly, but he immensely helps the Red Sox. He helps the Red Sox more than Wheeler helps my the helps my rotation. What I need is control. Wheeler doesn't give me that, and there's zero guarantee that I resign. So why am I gonna overpay just for the fact that? Oh, okay, I understand Boston wants him, but if he already says that he's open to resigning to the Mets, that already devalues him in my head. If he's if he's dissatisfied with the Mets and says I'm never gonna play for them again. Then I will pay for a little bit more for him because at least then I got a shot at keeping him. I understand, right? 
So maybe maybe him, shoot, you know, quote unquote, shooting his mouth off may have inadvertently hurt his trade value. But I don't think so. I don't think so either because the talent's there. <laughs> but you know, I I'm looking. I'm looking at deals, let's say, the Yankees could realistically make. Like, Wheeler's definitely a realistic trade. Absolutely right. is. It's stupid to think otherwise. It's n- But we're on record saying we don't really want the rental. We want control. Which leads me to think a guy like Syndergaard is in play. A guy like Stroman is in play with a package. Or a guy like Luis Castillo. Or a guy that uh, we, here, or a I guy just that got an update. Luke just got an update on my phone. What do you got? Astros and Brewers front runners for Noah Syndergaard. Astros and Brewers. Okay, so now I might have to overpay you for Syndergaard. If you, you can get a bidding war for, I mean, we talked about the same thing last year. Mm-hmm. Get a bidding war for those two. It could be a big return. Well, well, but this that's that's got to be music to your ears as a Met fan because the Astros, <laughs> it's going to be very hard for damn near anybody to outbid them. It just is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, so let's just say, let's play the hypothetical now because now let's say Houston is willing to overpay, quote-unquote, by their standards for Syndergaard. That means I have to make the big splash moves. That to me that eliminates Strowman because Strowman doesn't doesn't fix my rotation or solidify it. The guy who solidifies my rotation is Luis Castillo. Yeah, sure, but that's a huge hole. Yeah, but guess what? Guess who I can sign away from Houston in the offseason? Garrett Cole. A guy that we tried to trade for two years ago, and we got hung up on because of goddamn uh, Andar. I don't think so. Oh, I, I think th- he's. St- I think I can get him. Nah, I don't think so. I got CC's money coming off the books. I can get him. I, I know you can. I don't think he wants to. I think yeah, he we'll stays. See. Well, that's. But this is why I'm saying the long term play here has to matter we're in a chess match between Boston and the Astros for the next five to ten years I have to do better than at least one of them to guarantee myself a spot in at least the ALDSCS for the foreseeable future but it starts Uh here this might be the most important deadline in the American League the top dogs are already established, but they need to. It's a jockey for position. This is the Kentucky Derby here. This isn't like the fucking some random horse race in West Virginia on a Tuesday. Right, I agree. Right, so if you're jockeying for position here, if the Brewers, I hope to God Milwaukee gets Cindergard for a thousand different reasons, but if he ends up going to Houston. You have to go, you have to basically, I don't want to say sell your entire farm system, but you have to make the splash deals. You have to. You have right. no choice. I agree. You have to overpay for Castillo. You have to consider overpaying for a secondary piece like Stroman at that point. Sure. Just for the back end. Yeah, I agree. But I need that ace first. With the understanding that Severino ha- will 
I can't see how he doesn't come back healthy next year. Well, I, 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 I think that the Yankees want to win this year. We do. Of course we do. And we've actually played Houston well this year. But that's by virtue mainly of last time when they came to our house they we didn't see no we saw Verlander we didn't see Cole we, right and we, it's also not post you know yeah I mean yeah I think the you know, they're not, I don't want to say they're not playing to win but they know what's going on right well the Astros also can't win in the, in the Bronx in the playoffs because they they needed home field to beat us two years ago yeah I agree so that's what I'm saying record matters here but in the term in, in in the grand scheme of this Kentucky Derby, the one team that fascinates me more than anybody is Minnesota. Cause that lineup's real. It a hundred percent is. And it's young and it's only gonna get better. They yeah. just and Minnesota's not gonna be the kind of team where free agents are gonna be lining up to sign there. It's just it. There's there's no sex appeal to there. I mean, they're a good team. If you're looking at it introspectively, it's a great team. But are yeah. you really gonna be chomping at the bit to go play in Houston in Minnesota in fucking April when you when your when your first eight home games might re- very reasonably get snowed out? I agree, especially as a pitcher. I I I I don't know. I don't see them making a play for a guy like Castillo. I don't see them making a play for even a guy like Stroman, who I also think would do well there. That they, they fascinate me just because I I I hear nothing on them. They seem to be like a whole pat and kind of make the the smaller deal. They're they're like a poor man's Tampa with how they seem to operate. Yeah, like keep sure. like keep it in house, but the returns don't seem to ever be as immediately uh, awesome. Right now, in terms of the National League, I we we all know what the what the Mets situation is. We know who we know who the top dogs are in terms of Atlanta, the Dodgers. Um, if Colorado ever figures it out and gets consistent, they should be there. My question is the the NL Central's inarguably the, the most competitive division in baseball. Yeah, everybody's been four games because we were right about yeah, that. Just which beat is, the which shit is, out of each other. Right, but now the other problem we have is I don't. Well, the Kimbrel signing so far has not worked for the Cubs. Right. And the new Darvish signing has not worked for the Cubs. No, it has not. So my question is, are we that confident that, A, St. Louis is going to hold Pat and do nothing at the deadline? No. They're going to try for something. Sure, yeah. And then the other question I have is, we've already mentioned the Brewers. Are you on a scale of one to like one to ten? How confident are you that they are one stud pitcher away from probably winning the National League pennant? Oh, a nine and a half. Right. 
I I can see the NLCS in my head all over again. Basically, a carbon copy of last year. Yeah, for sure. Same circumstance, but I think that team can go into Dodger Stadium and win one. I think they're better than last year when they lost to the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I no disagreement. Um, if you are Milwaukee, who's your guy? Who's your top target? Uh, Bumgarner, Cindergarner, Wheeler. Everybody else is top target. If you're Milwaukee, would you consider going for Syndergaard and Wheeler in one shot? Absolutely. I think if there's any team that needed both of them in one deal, it would it, it would have to be them because they have the, they have the guys to do it. Hira alone is gonna is gonna reap them a massive reward back. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's that good of a centerpiece for any deal. I'd be curious to see how it plays. Like they're not gonna buy out Cano's deal because he has no place on that team. They're not gonna, right. you know. See, this is this is why jumping in the hypothetical machine every once in a while is just fun because it's all speculation with a little bit of, you know, extrapolation from the rumor mill. But for fuck's sake, it's just this is when shit gets fun. Yeah. If you are St. Louis, who are you looking at? Same people. Same pieces? Same pieces. So this is really just an all... This is going to end up being a goddamn bidding war. Yeah, I don't think the Cardinals bid as much as the other teams, but yeah. All right. And then one other team I think that that matters in terms of potential under-the-radar seller is Texas. Oh, they're not. No, absolutely. They got McClurk. Uh, Lance Lynn has had a good year. No, Lance 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 Lynn is useless. Mike Miner is the might be the most fascinating chip on the entire market. I don't, yeah, but you get something from Lance Lynn too. You could, but not. I don't think. I don't think. You know who I see going after Lance Lynn? Tampa. Okay. Sure. Because he's caught. Because he, he'll fit that budget. And that just that's such a that would be a Tampa move. I see a bigger dog going after Miner. It like easily like a Boston or a fucking Milwaukee, one of them. That would make sense in my head. So, it's all going to come down to a bidding war. Yeah. I th- the NL Central has already proven itself to be enough of a bloodbath where you would have to think any reasonable justification um, would tell you that overpaying is the expected mandatory minimum. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking gross overpayment, like sunny gray level overpayment. Absolutely. Well, at least at the time, what we thought was a gross overpayment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, I. This is why I love the deadline. No other deadline in the four major sports in this in this country, at least, are this 
I would say paradigm shifting. It's just like I know I know hockey. There's trades all over the place, but this is that one piece to the right team, and everything changes. You're right. Yeah. Um, the last question I have for you on the deadline before we switch uh, topics here. Um, if you are the Toronto Blue Jays, knowing you already have all the kids coming up between Vlad, Biggio, and Bichette, Bichette. and, and Bo Bichette, um, it seems to me that it would be wise. Obviously, you, you have to trade Stroman. I think he expects to be traded at this point. I think yeah, he I does. think the other guy who people forgot about on Toronto that again to the right piece, specifically not Houston, is Ken Giles, who's actually having the best year of his career, like completely no, under I, the radar. I, I mentioned that a few weeks ago. You did, but I'm saying the general public I think, like you know, the, I'm not gonna say the fair weather baseball fan, but the average baseball fan might be forgetting that Ken Giles A is still in the league, and B is actually pitching out of his mind. So my thinking would be, if you're Toronto, if you want to continue this harvesting of young upstart talent, I think the best way to do it would be package Stroman and Giles. Yeah, you could do, you get a lot for that. Goddamn right you would. And especially if you're a team like the Yankees, who has made it known that you want to improve your bullpen and your rotation, that's one foul swoop. And again, Stroman is not the piece that fixes the, bull, the, the rotation. He's the piece that supports it. And Giles is a spoil of riches at that point. But you'd have to you'd have to consider it if that's on the table you'd have to consider it uh, yeah you're right absolutely any other team scenario anything on the potential deadline market uh, that you have on your mind no uh, not at all okay so we'll switch from the trade market to the free agent market and specifically with the NBA. Right. Um, you being a much more uh, in-the-know basketball, specifically NBA fan than me, um, was anything shocking to you? No, not at all. I think the only thing that was shocking, from my opinion, was the Paul George trade immediately after the Kawhi deal. No, because all these guys talk, man. Well, that's... This is what annoys me. This is the core problem with the NBA. Is it not? This is this is it in a nutshell. It's basically player collusion. Absolutely. Right, but it's ruining the fucking league. Teams like Memphis are going to... are They're going to suck every year. Yeah. Like, if you are a Memphis fan, why would you be a Memphis fan? Like, at least, if you're the Knicks, you per, you seemingly have the money to fix all your problems. You just don't have the right owner. If you're a team right. like Brooklyn, and you have r- the right people making the right decisions, and somehow you got uh, Kyrie and Durant, 
now things are on the up and up. Yo, things make yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen for a long time. Right, but, yo, but, yo, the Clippers, for example, the Clippers used to always be a joke. And now they're right. possibly the best team in the West. Out of nowhere. Um, the one thing I, I do want to hear from your opinion now that Russell Westbrook has said he's basically fed up with being on the Thunder, is there any yeah. team that you would love to see him go to? I think he belongs on the Heat with Jimmy Butler doing nothing. So what, dying a slow death in Miami? Yeah. Okay. So that's your best case scenario for him? Yeah. Yeah. Is there an absolute worst case scenario for Russell Westbrook other than staying in Oklahoma? The Warriors flip D'Angelo Russell and some picks down the road for him. Okay. Uh, why? You think he just wouldn't fit it? I don't. I don't see him fitting in with the Warriors at all. No, neither do I. Right. So I think you're dead Life's on there. The worst case. Um. Do you think? The Knicks have the balls to make no. a deal. I don't think they do either. I think the, I, I don't think that's the type of guy they want. He's no. not going to bring you a championship. Correct. I also don't believe that the Knicks have any business parting way with any of those picks you got back from Dallas. Considering you no. struck out all over the place in free agency, you need those picks more than ever. Absolutely. I think they're just going to build through the draft. I think that's what they're going to keep. They'll keep signing guys to one- or two-year deals, yeah. probably overpaying them on the one-year deal. Mm-hmm. If they if somebody really stands out, they'll keep them. If not, they'll just let them go or trade them for more picks at the deadline. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, at this point, yeah, you might as well. I mean, I don't think you'd be quick to trade a guy like Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, uh, definitely not R.J. Barrett, any of those guys. But a guy like maybe Trier for the right price, or Frank Nitty for the right price, I could I could see that. Right. You know, or even if even if if a, if a lottery bound team wants even a guy like Damian Dotson for a, an early second rounder, why not? There's no harm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see a I harm. In, I don't see a harm in that. I just don't think the guy you you get rid of would be. I think the core of Robinson Knox. Barrett, untouchable. Barrett, yeah, I don't think they give up anybody to be honest. I think I think the one guy who I could reasonably see them trading would only be Frank Nitty because he's kind of already expressed his desire to get the fuck out of here. That's different. Yeah, I don't consider him a part of the team at this point. I don't either. It, it's kind of hard to consider him a part of it when he doesn't want to be in it. He he's. He he's got the he's got that Porzingis attitude now, where he just kind of doesn't want to be a part of it, which is fine. He has every right to say what he wants, but he's also young enough where the return would be pretty good on him. You would think. <coughs> you would hope. Well, that's a better word for it. Yes, you would hope. Because you know you don't want to just let him walk in free agency and you get nothing. That's the cardinal sin of any rebuilding team: is you don't let any talented peace leave without you getting something back right um 
so nothing, no signings in on any level surprised you or anything in the no, NBA? Not at all. No. All right. Of the Knicks free agent signings, which do you think was the smartest? Julius Randle. I agree a thousand percent. And which do you think was the dumbest? Uh, Reggie Ballock, but then now it, he might not be signed because they might be getting Marcus Morris. Oh, okay, so you think Marcus Morris negates Bullock? Well, it, that's what they're saying, but we don't know what's going on right now. Right, when can they put the pen to paper? I have no idea. I think it's today or tomorrow, right? So I guess we'll find out by next time we talk. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the one signing that I thought was really, really stupid. Not from the Knicks perspective. I don't if you're Terry Rozier, why the fuck would you go to Charlotte? Cause I think he wants his. Yeah, but why would you go to Charlotte? You could Charlotte is not in a position to win. Like you could have picked anywhere. <laughs> Charlotte couldn't have been the only suitor. Uh, maybe they gave him the most money. That would that would be the only reason I would think that he would go there. And if that's the case, then right. more power to him. I just that's, I, mean, I think that's why he did it. Yeah, he got a very big deal. I know, I know he did, and I'm not saying he was undeserving of that money either. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, I I feel like there had to have been a better market than Charlotte. They had to have just been the the highest bidder. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I think it's very obvious. Um. All right. So the NBA, we've pretty much established everything. Kind of happened the way we thought it would, to an extent, and Kyrie ruined everything. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um. Real quick, because I I can tell this is on your mind, so. If you have anything to speak on in the realm of the NFL or specifically fantasy football, the floor is yours. Uh, we could say that for next week, I guess. Look, my first draft is August third, so. Oh damn! So it's 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 somewhat around the corner. Right. That's my first draft. Uh, and then you you said ours is in August. Do you know if it'll be early or late? Uh, we usually try and do it before week two or three of the preseason. So when does the preseason start? I believe the like Hall August I, be- I believe the Hall of Fame game is like between like the sixth and the ninth. Right. So yeah. So I mean, all so we should probably do it next week. Uh, what our draft? No, our our talk on it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that there's some moving pieces there because obviously that's not a me and you show. That's a five man show. No, no, we could discuss it this week and then we could do the big one the week after. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got gotcha, you. So we'll gotcha, touch gotcha. on. So next week we'll be we'll be completely trade deadline and and some fantasy football. Yeah, and then the week after that. That'll be trade deadline only, and then the week after that will be fantasy football only. Seemingly yes. Seemingly yes. All right, good deal. All right, so we'll stick with that, and yeah, good deal. Um, All right. uh, Are we off now? Not yet. 
but since we are clearly putting the bow tie on this one, if you haven't done it already, I know I say this every fucking week, keep doing it. Go to the socials, find the Bleacher Creatures, find Jonesy for Sports, like it, follow it, subscribe to it, and give us some some reviews on the iTunes market because I think me and John put effort into this, clearly. And uh, the people that listen seem to seem to enjoy it. They tell me that to my face. So some reviews on the iTunes market wouldn't kill anybody. And aside from that, uh, we will see y'all in a couple days. Take it deep. All right.